Hey everyone, welcome to this week's sermon podcast of B Church. Here, you can listen to our latest weekly sermons for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. Amen. Are you ready for the word? Amen. Praise God. So, um, I believe that this year we're going to see many, 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 many things. And we will build on this year and what God wants to do. But I, when, when I prayed, I heard many things and, and I, I believe that this is going to be a year of acceleration of what God wants to do in and through us. A year of acceleration where we're going to see an abundance. We're going to see an overflow of what God wants to do. We're going to see a multiplication. One of the words really in my spirit is multiplication where we're going to expand. And I believe that, that God, there's an anointing for, for new businesses. I believe that God wants to stir us up and stir you up to step out in faith. Even if you have a normal day job, a boring job, that's okay. All right? I believe that God is releasing an anointing to be creative, to be an entrepreneur, to start something and to build. Come on, you cannot just live from one stream of income. Amen? Do you agree? And I believe that the Lord wants to come and bless His people. God, you know, it, it takes just one creative idea. Just take one thing to bring a solution to a problem and to be able to serve the nations with that problem that you, you solve. So, so we serve a God of the impossible. Amen? Come on. So, so you just need to tap into and, and hear what God wants to say. And I believe that there's a season now where God opens a window where there's anointing for new businesses. For, for multiple businesses, not just one and two, but three, four, five, six, that God wants to increase and add to your life. Amen? So, so there's an anointing for, for this. And um, I believe that God wants to come and just emphasize us again to step into our dominion, our authority, our place where, where God positions us as children in the kingdom of God. He gave the original plan in the Garden of Eden. He said, rule and reign, have dominion over. And so many times we forget our calling and our assignment. And, and I believe we're going to not, we always say, take back, take back. No, I think we're going to step into and walk into what God calls us to do. I believe that there's an aligning with our hearts and our actions. The thing is, what is in your heart? And the easiest way to see what's in your heart is to see what comes out of your mouth. Because it says, what the heart is full of, the mouth comes and it declares. The mouth speaks. Whatever is abundantly in your heart, the mouth speaks. And God wants to change that because some of us, we have the wrong words. Isn't it? Okay? All right. Just some of us, I guess. We have not the right words. And we need to focus on our words and, and the power that it carries. Because it says life and death is in the power of the tongue. We live by faith, isn't it? We live by faith, not by sight. So, so we, say, we said it last year a couple of times and we're going to say it again. You cannot speak according to your circumstances. You cannot speak according to your viewpoint or the place where you're at. You need to speak according to the word of God. Amen. You need to speak what he says according to what he says. That's why it says that may this be a year that you have the word of God alive in you. Not one amen. amen. Let's preach to this side. May this be a year that the word of God is alive in you. The word says God, amen. The word of God is, 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 is a powerful sword. It says it cuts and it pierces. It brings the vision, bone, marrow, soul, all these things to understand and know what is the will of God. 
But there's a powerful functioning tool in the kingdom of God. Let the word become alive. Let the word be living inside of you. Let it be strong. Let it be powerful. And, and I believe that's what Matthew 4 says. It says that, that you, man shall not live by bread alone. Amen. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's what it says. We, your diet doesn't just consist of normal food. Your life doesn't just consist of bread. It says a man doesn't live by bread alone. Come on. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You have to speak as God speaks in this year. You have to align, you have to release that sound that God has given you. And some of us, we're going to work on it because we need big changes. There's a lot of things that need to happen to train ourselves to speak. Our mind, our thinking, our words, our speech, all these things. Focus on your speech. Focus on the words that you speak. Focus on the intent and the content of your heart. It says, guard your heart for therefore, from out of there flows the issues of life. Come on, so what's in your heart? Because what's in your heart says, it will come out of your mouth. Therefore, there's an aligning with our mouth and our hearts to do God's will. God wants to align that, that your heart doesn't say or have one thing on your words, say a different thing that's contrary to what God wants. Your spirit man knows, he, he desires to do what pleases God. But sometimes our flesh and all the things oppose God and then we speak opposite, contrary to what God wants to. So there's an aligning because you cannot say that God wants to bless me, but you have a fear to start a business. And you, you say all this, I don't think it's going to work. I'm, then, then you're going to contradict what God wants to do. So your heart and your, 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 your words and all these things need to align. Amen. I want to remind you, I've shared that a little bit last year, the, the Hebrew word for word and for thing, a noun, a physical thing, an object. The words that we speak and physical objects, it's the same word in the Hebrew, dabar. There's no difference. All right, it means that there's either an arrangement of words or it means that it's, it's words that contain, contain substance. In, in other words, it's, it's physical objects. Your words is, is, is strong. It contains or carries substance. So, in the Hebrew, you're, you cannot differentiate between a word and a thing. So, so you, you, the word table and this is not different. It's the same thing. It's a, it's a physical object. Which means psycholinguistically, words are real. Words are real. Come on. Words are real and they carry power. And therefore, they're concrete. And so, your words build up or they break down. So be careful what we say. In this season, your words and your heart need to align with God's ways, with God's word. That's why when the word is alive in you, you will start letting the word of God speak out of your mouth. When the word is full, when you are rich in the word of God, that's the sound that you're going to start releasing. God is obliged to fulfill his word. So when the word is full in you and when you start speaking the word of God, God acts. God operates on it. Amen. So that's what we need to do. So when we consider our words in this way, that it's physical, it's concrete, it builds or breaks, we're going to start using them differently. So we create worlds. That's that little phrase, abracadabra. You remember it? I create as I speak. The magicians use it because they say out of nothing we're going to create, we're going to do magic. But it's an Aramaic phrase from the Talmud that says, I create as I speak. So whatever you speak, you're going to create. You eat, that's what the word says, the fruit of your mouth. Amen. Therefore, we need to align our hearts and our words in Christ. 
Paul says, Galatians 4, he speaks this. He says, my little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth, birth, until Christ is formed in you. He saved him. He went there for the gospel. It's interesting. It was not Paul's plan to go to Galatia, actually. It says it was actually a sickness, a disease that brought me to you, an illness, and I had to divert from my original plan and come here, and that brought me to you. And now I started to labor for you, and I started to give birth until Christ may be formed within you. And, and I believe that Christ needs to be formed in us. Christ, the hope of glory, Jesus at the center of it all. Amen? That's what needs to, and, and, and Christ be formed in you. Form is this, that, that if something takes its form, when we speak, and, and you know, we speak many times about athletes, we say they are on form or in form or out of form. When something takes form, it means that it comes to the maturity of life. And it says that Christ may be formed in you. In other words, that, that the maturity of Christ may be coming to the foreground, to the fullness in our lives. It reaches full growth. So we have a little baby that's born and we say, ah, oh, cute and it's nice and all these things. And, and as they grow up and as they start to show certain things, we, we say, you know, I wonder what it will look like when they have their full form, when they function in their fullness, when they are now formed, when they fully grown. What form are they going to take on? Have you, you've, we've, we've done that, all right? I think about my boys and I'm like, are they going to be big? Are they going to be strong and wise like their father, you know? Or, or <laughs> what way, okay? So what form will they take? What form will they take? And, and it means that, that when you have come to form, it means that the outward expression has come to fullness of the inner being. It's the outward expression of the inner being. That's when you take on form. And that's what he says that you've received Christ when you were born again. And hopefully all of us are born again. Otherwise, I'm going to give you an opportunity today to, to submit your life to the Lord, to give and surrender over to Him. Because by divine birth, it says that Christ was revealed in us. Christ lives in us. But now Paul says, I want Christ to be formed in you to fullness. That you will take on form, get to maturity. We need mature people. We need mature Christians. We need a mature body. So, so I believe that, that, that we cannot preach for years and years and years. We need to get to that. We need to start taking that. What Paul says, I labor as a mother in childbirth for you to take on full form of Christ now. Another beautiful thing about um, this year, 2024. 24 is, is also a number that's associated with priesthood. Priesthood, um, you know, and it consists of, of multiples, 12 and 12 as well. Twelve is a governmental a power, a, 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 a thing that symbolizes government, perfect government, authority, power. And then twelve also symbolizes a perfect foundation, but just in a higher level, a, a higher form of foundation. And David, he, he if, if you didn't know that, I was so astounded again. He had worshippers, the, the Levites and the priests that served, that did the 24-7 worship. There were 38,000 of them. And he says that he divided them into groups or pairs of 24. 24 processions or 24 progressions that rotated for 24-7 worship. And the work and the things were divided so they could worship God and, and they build upon a foundation. I believe that part of this year God calls us to take on again our priesthood.
to take on again that what call, uh, God calls, let's, let's get to that scripture in 10. That says you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Come on, say, I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a royal priesthood. A holy people. A people acquired as property to proclaim the virtues of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You who were formerly no people, but now are the people of God. To whom no mercy was shown then, but has now been proved. You see, so, so I believe that, that we're going to take on our priesthood as God has called us. Your functioning, we all call with a holy calling. We are all called as a royal priesthood, but not all of us function in that way. Wherever you are, that doesn't mean you need to become a pastor. It means you need to start functioning where God has placed you. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. What does the priest do? You see, we, we need to stand in our, in our purpose of ruling and multiplying, but what, what is the purpose? What's the duties of a priest? One of the first duties was to carry the ark, to carry the presence of God. So when God, when he says that I want you to take on your priesthood, it means that God wants you to take on the place where you carry the presence of God. Where you carry on, the, the ark was the symbol of God's presence with his people. Amen? So God calls you to carry his presence. They had to pray and intercede and do supplication before the Lord. One of your works and parties to, to, to stand before the Lord in prayer and supplication. One of, your, one of your things is to minister the word, all right, in power of the Holy Spirit, to speak in power wherever you are, wherever you, you in your workplace, if the word is alive in you and when your heart and your mouth aligns, you're going to minister the word of the Lord in power and in spirit. That's your calling as a priest that wherever you are, come on, we, there's no separation between the world system or, or you know, your, your daily things that you do and your spirit. Where you are, you need to rule. Where you are, you need to be the priest. You have to speak and work the earth and have dominion. That's not separate principles. When you're in your workplace, it needs to respond to the word. It needs to actively listen and obey and do all these things. It's not just in some dimension. It's in every dimension what's subject to us that it needs to work. Amen? So another part of your priesthood is to bless people in the name of the Lord. Again, what comes out of our mouth may be blessing, not cursing. He says that from the, from the same river or from the same stream or fountain, it cannot be good and bad. It cannot be fresh water or salt water, spoiled. No. So he says, with this, but, 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 but it speaks, he says, but us with the same mouth, we bless and we curse. We want to praise God, but then we speak about our neighbors and all these other things and we break down that who is created in God's image and likeness. And he says we cannot do that. As a, as a part of the priesthood, you need to carry the presence. You need to stand in prayer and supplication before God. You need to release the word. And you need to bless. Amen? Every minister or every believer in Christ is a new covenant minister. That's you. Say, that's me. Do you believe it? You're a new covenant minister. You have to release. So I believe part of the priesthood and that 24-7 thing of David is that God is restoring our true spirit-filled worship. That God calls us to, to be strong in the prophetic, to, to have an emphasis on vertical worship. Meaning, worship that's unto the Lord. Ministering unto the Lord. We sing so many songs about us and how we feel and how great it is. And, but what we minister unto the Lord first. 
Deuteronomy 12 speaks about the worship that God demands. And, and there speaks about worship, our altar of worship and what we bring is not that what we like, but that what pleases Him. That's our worship, is that what is pleasing unto the Lord. Amen? So that's what we need to do. That what is pleasing unto the Lord. So, so you need to, to, that what's in the inner being needs to come out. Start to rise in your priesthood. I believe that we're going to see something again of to be really authentic. Just to be yourself. Just to, to be true, accurate. Your integrity and all these things to be genuine. You know, sometimes we want things too complicated. And, and I believe that, that there's power in simplicity. That, that's the thing about the, the, the less I become, the more he becomes. So the more simplistic we make things, not all the, the fancy little things, the more we'll see God come and do what he wants. Because if we fill it with so much tirlantankis and all these things, you know, there's no room for God. We want to do it less of us and more of Him. Amen. I want to say become weighty. Become a person of substance. And yeah, I want to, I want to go a little bit deeper. Where we come closer to God. Where, where, where you need to come closer to God personally in a relationship. But become closer to God and closer to family. Closer to the marriage. Closer to relationships. Closer to, you know, we need to follow his lead. Pastor Natasha is going to speak on that next week. Now she's got nowhere out. <laughs> she's going to speak on, on where God calls us to follow his lead. And I believe that, that God wants to multiply and extend our capabilities. That what we have. And release a creativity to do exactly or express the things that God wants us to do. So whatever you call, He releases the ability and the creativity to bring expression to the things of God. But it's going to take work. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 3 from verse 9. Alright, it says that, For we are God's fellow workers. Say fellow workers. You are God's field and God's building. According to the grace of God given to me. Like a skilled master builder, I've laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold and silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest. For the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. Come on. It says that, that for you are fellow workers with God. Alright. How many of you know that life doesn't just happen. It takes work. Come on. Life doesn't just happen. We have to work. It says we are God's fellow workers. Things just doesn't fall into our laps. We have to work. We have to labor. It means that, that you need to do what your hand finds to do in the season. You have to work. Ezekiel 37, we know the, the valley of the dry bones. But I want to say you need to be ready to start living a life in spaces you're not familiar with. Only one, come on. You need to become comfortable 
being in places where you haven't been before, trusting God with the gifts and the skills. He says, according to the grace that He has given me. You have to work that thing. Life doesn't just happen. You have to work. And sometimes God's going to push us in the season in a place where you haven't been before and you need to not just trust and rely on your own gift or your skill, but the grace that's been given to you to do that. God has given you a grace. Come on, amen. To do whatever God needs you to do. You are skillful. But God says, trust me. I've given you a grace. We sometimes just want to stay in that little place where we are comfortable, where I know I can do this. But God's calling you to step out. God says, like the Valley of Dry Bones, maybe it's a space you're not familiar with. It's a place, a valley that that you haven't seen before. But I want to do certain things. And even where where, where there's death, I want to bring life. I want to do the supernatural, but you have to step out. You have to get past your mindset of in the physical what you see, and you have to trust me to do things. And as you step out, the grace that I've given you will come and work with you. The Holy Spirit will build. Amen? So there's different kinds of builders. He says that some build with gold and silver and hay and straw and precious stones. I want to say that, that don't build with the straw and the hay and all these things. Don't, let me call you like this, come out of the things that substandard. Come out of the things that substandard. God is calling you to excellence. God is calling you to a different level. So, so don't do things that is substandard. God calls you in the season to raise to a higher level. You see, and God gives us patterns. Building is intentional. Things don't just happen. You, it takes work. You have to be intentional in what you're doing. And therefore, God builds according to a pattern. God gives us patterns. And in the process of building what God wants, we need to pray in the season and ask, what is the pattern He wants us to build? You have to ask God, what is the pattern He wants you to build in your life? In your workplace, wherever you are, what does the pattern look like? God has got a blueprint. There's a pattern. God's building things to outlive us. God's building things to outlive us. Come on. God is a God of generations. God's starting something in you, not just for you. God's starting something for you to outlive you in the season. That's why when you build, you need to build well. You need to build carefully. You need to build according to God's plan and design so that it can outlast you, that it can outlive you. There's things that God wants to release for the generations. But God wants to use you to maybe start something. Or maybe there's things that's continuing and He's calling you to take on that place, to continue it for the generations. Let's look at something a little bit deeper. John 4 verse 5 to 14. It says, So we came, that's Jesus, to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. And it was about the sixth hour. And a woman from Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone into the city to buy food. And the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. You know the story. 
And Jesus answered and says, If you knew the gift of God, who it is saying to you, give me a drink, you have asked him and he would have given you living water. And now the woman says, Sir, you've got nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it to himself. And it did as his sons, and so did his sons and his livestock. Peer, can I give from me to spill me? And Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So I want us to look at this. It says that here we find Jesus at a well. But this well is there for generations already. It says this is the well we find in Genesis before Joseph even goes to Egypt. Jacob digs this well. And, and what he says that this well has been lasting for hundreds of years. And now, you know the history. I mean, it's not a quick time. Jacob comes, he digs this well. His livestock drinks from that. All this, he gets his 12 sons. Joseph goes to Egypt. After the famine, all of them go to Egypt. Israel becomes a nation. They 400 years in slavery. Just see the picture. It's years and hundreds and hundreds of years. And finally, when it's established again, the town here, they go and they draw from the well of Jacob. See, when we build things, we need to outdo Jacob's well. We need to outdo that what has been lasting for hundreds of years. And, and Jesus says, give me water. And she says, hey, the well is deep. The well is deep. How are you going to get the water? And Jesus, John 14, he says that, hey, the water that I'll give to you, you will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. John 7, Jesus says on that day, he called them and says, if you're hungry and thirsty, he says that out of your belly will flow rivers of living waters. Come on, the, the, she says, how are you going to get the water? Because the well is deep. And I believe in this season, there's some places that you're going to enter that has deep wells. Places that the wells are deep, but you're going to have to go deeper than that place to be able to give something. Come on, God's calling you to a season of going deeper. Deeper. You carry a well on the inside. She says, how are you going to give? You see, because he just speaks a little bit of things. And then suddenly he has to go, Jesus has to go deeper than that to get to her and he starts with the word of knowledge he says call your husband and he gets to a place deeper than that to be able to get her attention to minister to her you see in this season you're going to have to trust God to go deeper than the well you've got to go deeper you're going to go to places they've got already a deep well and it's going to challenge you because to give them something that's relevant to give them a business plan to give them a solution wisdom, a proposal, whatever, you're going to have to go deeper than their well. You're going to have to go deeper to be salt and light. Come on, we have to be deeper than the world. Come on. We cannot be on the same. We have to be deeper than that what we minister to. 
My question is, how deep is your well? How deep? Where do you draw water from, right? From what place do you function from? God wants to give you a deep, deep well. The Spirit says deep, Christ unto deep. I stand under the waterfall of His love. God wants to bring you to a place where you go deeper in this season. Sometimes we function from the wrong place. Sometimes we are not called back to places because we're too shallow. God wants to bring depth into you so that you can draw from a deep place. Ecclesiastes 9, 16 says this. He says, the wisdom of a poor man is never heard. There's a beautiful story. Ecclesiastes 9, it says that a king, great king came to siege the city. And it says there was a little poor man, but he had great wisdom. And he says, but by his wisdom, he saved the town, but quickly forgotten. And then it says, the wisdom of a poor man is never heard. You need to become rich in what God wants to give you in this season. Come on, say, anything cheap is not me. Come on, anything cheap is not you. God wants to raise the standard in this season. You need to become rich in the Lord. You need to become rich in the Word. You need to become rich in your gifts and in your talents and in the grace that God has given you. God calls you in this season to go deep with your well. To go deep with your well. You see, we need to build until our source is respected. Our source is God. Our source is, is the Holy Spirit. That's what God gives us. You see, Jesus knew his source. He went deeper. He shared who she was, the freedom that he brings to her. And what happens? She calls a whole town, a whole village to come and hear the gospel. You see, a well is not for one family. A well is for communities. What God wants you to go and go deep in your well is not just for family. It's for communities. It's to impact more than just who you are. God wants to build something that works for you, but also for the generations to come and for the community. Come on. Can you hear me? Can you hear the heart of God this morning? A well is not just for family. It's for community. So whatever we do, we need to build well. 2024, it means that there's a foundation that is higher, perfect. And I believe we already have a good foundation. The foundation has been laid. And now it says, like skilled master builders, you labor with God. You are a skilled master builder. But God says, come and work with me and labor you have to work that thing come on you are his fellows fellow workers so we have to work that thing you have to to work that job you have to work that business you have to to work that idea that God has given you you have to work your gift you have to work the dream that God has placed within you this season you have to work it come on say I have to work it you see for some of you maybe part of your working or what you need to do is maybe you need to start volunteering at church. Give of your time and your skill. Some of you maybe are just spectators and, and God says, hey, become part of a team. Work your gift. Work your skill. Work that what you, you need to do. Become part of this. You've got a river that you need to share with others. 
you need to release that what God has given you. If you don't come and serve, and if you don't release what you have, you're stealing from us. You are robbing us from what God wants to give us because you've got something to give. Amen? You have to believe it. You have to believe that God has given you a river to flow, to bring ministry and healing to others. For some of you, maybe to work your gift or to work your fingers, maybe to just get born again. Maybe to just surrender your life to Christ first and, and allow Him to become your master and your savior. To submit to His Lordship and say, Lord, I come out of darkness into your light now. I come and, and contrary to the world where I've lived for myself, I come now to a place where I will live for your glory. Where I will live for your kingdom, where I will come and report for duty. I will align myself for your kingdom purpose. For some of you, you've been sitting in church too long. Maybe you feel like church is not giving me anything. Church is not, it's because maybe you need to take the next step. Maybe you've been maturing and God wants you to start that cell group where it's not receiving, but it's starting to give. Give what you have. Maybe God's calling you to work in that part, you know. I want to challenge you in this season. Let your well become deep. And work with God. Labor with God so that you can get closer to Him. And then you're going to see an expansion and a multiplication. Then you're going to see how God accelerates you. Because it's going to take work. It's going to take work, but there's a grace that's been given to you. Amen. To do what God wants. God wants to release. I, I felt that's one of the things I felt so strong. God wants to release businesses entrepreneurship there's an anointing but you're going to have to work it it's not going to fall in your lap you need to know this is, it's by God's gift and grace that is given to you so come on let's just let's just pray together just as you said close your eyes I don't know where the Lord has maybe been speaking to you focus to your leadership and your skill and I see how the Lord says it's a time where he's going to elevate you again I see even in the workplace that there's, there's a new emphasis there's new things coming and I see how, how God is aligning you and it's almost as if God is going to change your lane a little bit of what you do but there's a, there's a leadership that's upon you and God has given you wisdom in this season to, to multiply and expand I just see how God comes and gives you new ideas and, and there's a fullness and I see the Lord says I'm releasing the lid so that it can flow I can I just see how the Lord says I'm expanding this there's, there's so much things bubbling up within your spirit and now you're going to give voice to that you've been waiting and waiting and it says you've been tarrying on things but God says now give voice to the things I've placed in your spirit it's I hear multi-dimensional there's many facets not just in the workplace it's in many aspects and facets God says you've got so much to give and there's things that is going to release to you. And I see that God even brings a greater healing to your heart in places where you've been disappointed before. God says, I'm restoring you and I'm elevating you. Now the weakness becomes the strength and the power. And I see 
really uh, such an encouragement that's not just flowing through you, but God brings to you. And God says, come on, you've got what it takes. I just see how the Lord is so extremely proud of you. And how God just comes and approves again of you and says, you are beloved. He loves you, He adores you, He takes great joy and delight within you. The Lord says it's an open heaven over you in this season. It's an open heaven over you. You can come and ask and He will give. I see there's many things that you said, Lord, there's a lack, there's a shortfall, there's something that I still need to do. See, God gives you grace to touch on many things. And suddenly, I see, it's, it's as if you said, Lord, I, I, I need the rain and you've placed buckets out to just catch the drops. But God says, I'm going to let it overflow. I'm going to fill every place where you've placed out a bucket to receive. I'm going to bring an abundance and an overflow to that. Amen. Amen. Come on, and so God has got something for each one of us. Father, I pray that, that where we are fearful, that you will come and give us peace now. And that we come to a place where you come calling us that our wells become deep. Come on, God calls you to operate from a deep place. How deep is your well? Say, Lord, I desire a new depth. I desire a new depth, a new dimension, a new place to function from. We are not satisfied with the old or the ordinary of that what we are familiar with. But Father, a new breakthrough, a new dimension. There's a new level of water. And Father, I declare that the river is rising, that the level of water is rising in this place. And in every spirit and in every life and in every heart, every body, Father, I come and I declare the river to rise to a new level, a new height. But even the wells to go deeper, a new depth, a new source a new substance, a new ability. Father, we release the gifts and the grace that you've given each one. And that, Father, your spirit will speak to us. I want you to come and respond to God and say, Lord, yes, I believe you've called me. I believe that through me you want to start things. I believe that you want me to step out in faith, start that business, to do new ventures start that course to go and study that new thing there's so many things that God wants to say I want to develop and expand you but it's going to take work but if you work that thing God says you will like a skilled master builder you will build with gold and silver not with the hay and the wood and when I send my fire it will glorify me because you've built well so Father thank you Lord let us build well in this season. And let us follow your lead. Let us do what you want us to do. And lastly, Father, we step into the priesthood. We respond to that call. All of us has got that responsibility to say that we will be priests unto the Most High. And in this year, we will carry your presence. We will make a point of it to not do one step tune with you but to carry your presence and to bless people in the name of the Lord you see God requires of us even to bless our enemies are you willing are you at a place where you can even bless your enemies God wants to accelerate your life so be ready
listening to this week's podcast if you would like to know more about who we are and what we do go visit our website at bchurch.co.za we're formed to function let's be church